0: Welcome to Desert Rain Community Radio, Dispatches from the Verge. Today, David Morrison and I discuss um, the time of year, aka Pentecost. Um, we've done some of these in the past around Easter and Advent, um, Christmas, uh, and some of the just following the liturgical calendar, and uh, it dawned on us that we had never had an in-depth discussion about pentecost specifically so we jump into that but before we get into that thank you to danny west he does all the editing and sound engineering thank you to jacob nedia and monk drums that's what you hear in the background if you want to learn more about desert rain community the Ruined.com is the place to go drcrpod is the place drcrpod.com is the place to go for other episodes dreamwalkerway.com uh, you can pick up david morrison's book desolate beauty the book of light and shadow you can also go to youtube and find a american sign language uh, translation and just search dreamwalker way there if you enjoy what you're hearing please tell a friend word of mouth and social media really helps us we appreciate you and let's get into it Welcome to Desert Rain Community Radio, David Morrison. Hola,
1: señor mason. How are or, you Or as they called you at the doctor's office, uh, Mr. Manson, because of your madman furniture beard.
0: Not only <laughs> did they say it once, but she doubled down and said, Manson, even more like, <laughs> and I was like, the first time I was like, oh, please, God, don't be talking about me.
1: <laughs> you should have no. like looked at the whole... Uh all the people waiting and just
0: <laughs> no, they as soon as she said it, everyone's eyes in the waiting room went straight to me. Like they already have, knew. So you
1: should have stuck your tongue out <laughs> multiple times and uh rolled your eyes around.
0: Yeah, all, all I could do was uh well I look like Manson, but I go by Mason. <laughs> and her face dropped. The the receptionist started laughing so hard. She's like, no, it's because she was trying to, to like say it through. She's trying to She's fix like, it's it, it's amazing. Yeah. And so she starts cracking up. The nurse's face just drops. She apologized probably four or five times. I'm like, oh, it's fine. I've I've been called a way worse, lady. <laughs> <laughs> just, um, but we're we're cardiologists buddies. Yeah, now. yeah, we got
1: the same cardiologist. Who would have thought? <laughs> He doesn't remember either one of us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was he well, it's funny, I don't think he remembers anything out of cardiology. No. Because he started telling me which baseball players I look like, but he only knew the team and the position. He had no idea of their names. Wow. It was really odd. And then I asked him, I was like, Oh, you like baseball? He's like, Yeah, it's good. And then he put the stethoscope to my chest <laughs> and just started going. It's like, well, how do you know these pl-? like I I'm a fan ish of baseball, but I couldn't tell you which players have beards.
1: Justin Turner. Justin Turner. But he played for the Dodgers.
0: Well and the only reason But no longer, yeah. I know that he mentioned a Phillies guy.
1: I think he went to the Phillies.
0: Well, there's a guy, Marsh, that plays Uh, for the Phillies that has a big Uh, and I just know that because it's my Philly adjacent connection. Yeah. I don't I I, I can't identify as a Philly guy because I'll get stabbed next time I go there. Mets. I think he went to the Mets. I don't know. That's not right. Anyways, that's not what Nobody you guys cares. didn't. You guys didn't tune in for our yeah. baseball breakdown. But what we are going to talk about today is the NFL draft because it's here we today. are. <laughs> Bryce Young going number one, uh, roll tide as the Alabama kids say. Um, what we're actually going to talk about is Pentecost.
1: Decided five minutes ago.
0: <laughs> five minutes tickish. Um, so. 2023, Pentecost lands, May 28th. We're recording this about a month in advance. We don't know when we're going to release this. (laughs) Hopefully near Pentecost. We're we're hoping the Tuesday before Pentecost. So, If you're listening to this on May 23rd, we hit our goal. So, Mr. Morrison, can you give us a idea of what pentecost is.
1: Well, Dorian, that's an excellent question. <laughs> uh, I mean I guess we're approaching it as a liturgical season because we realized we didn't do one on that's the only one oh, we have right. done yeah. it on, right?
0: We've but, done we've we've done one about the liturgical calendar as a whole. Yeah, where we probably touched on it and we've done episodes about every other season of liturgical yeah. calendar except maybe kingdom time i'll have to go back and yeah maybe no dive deeper into that anyways we haven't we haven't done a show on pentecost yeah. specifically so um actually what i might do in the description of this is post all the liturgical if someone's interested in the liturgical yeah, calendar yeah. post those all in the in the notes so you can just click on the link to yeah, that specific that show good so, anyways, so that's yeah, so, why we're going to talk about it today.
1: So, I see it as a season. Usually they count it as just one feast day. I think you get a day off in France. Nice. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think so.
0: <laughs> the French are
1: great for that. I sort of remember seeing them rioting because they were trying to take away Pentecost or something like that. You <laughs> <He> will not <laughs> a do day that. Off.
0: Do not take away our baguettes or our Pentecost yeah. day off. Well, yeah.
1: So, the French are very serious about their recreation and their, and their bread. Fighting for their labor rights. Well, a lesson we could learn. Anyway, right. uh, yeah. We didn't come we're to sending kids it.
0: back to we're sending kids back to work while they still have have yeah. that outlaw. Yeah, we're program. going
1: back to the 1800s. So, but Pentecostal word refers to it's a Greek word that refers to 50. It's it, it, which refers to a Jewish feast uh, of 50 uh 50 weeks. Mm. Uh, so it's also called the 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 feast of booths. Or the Feast of Weeks, part of the tradition. It's it's a harvest kind of planting, kind of festival, and they would, they were in the at least ancient uh, Jews were in the habit of, of putting uh, little structures on their houses or uh, little booths, and it was, you know, to symbolize the presence of Yahweh. Interesting, filling the the temple and filling every the world kind of thing.
0: And so, wait, wait, wait. So maybe I misunderstood that. So this, this was a, a Jewish celebration, right? Okay.
1: And so, so then you have to go to the Christian scriptures, the Book of Acts, of the Apostles, chapter two. Uh, it's it's the Feast of Weeks, which meant uh, Jewish people from all over the diaspora were would be in Jerusalem that you know that week. Uh, to celebrate it, so there were people from all over the world, uh, many different languages, and so in Acts chapter two, you had this is this 50 days after the the death and resurrection of Jesus. Uh, the The band of disciples are are in the upper room, about 150 of them, and they're and they're just praying, mm. um, and then. The atmosphere above their heads turned to flame, and these flames appeared over their heads, and they began to speak in other tongues, and a wild, rushing wind went through them, which made them go out and...
0: Went through the building they were in, right? Right.
1: Which caused a ruckus. They brought the ruckus. (laughs) That's a great word. (laughs) Uh, And it spilled out onto the streets, and so all these people from different... Uh, who spoke different languages could hear these people, these Gal, mm. these simple fishermen, and you know, these Galileans speaking these languages, speaking of the 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 wonders of God. Uh, and then Peter, the apostle, gives a, a passionate sermon, and something like five thousand of them formed the early church. Wow! Immediately, so that's and they get baptized.
0: Most so, importantly, so that's all in
1: Acts chapter two. Church numbers, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, in fact, uh, yeah, the Vineyard uh,
0: Brass. <laughs> what's left the of upper, them? The upper echelon. Uh,
1: yes, I, can't, I don't remember if it's in Houston or Colorado anymore. But they are calling for this season for churches to pray for a renewal of Pentecost, mm. kind of thing, and um, yeah. So, uh, referring to the Jewish tradition it is the, the Christians interpret it as being the fulfillment of the giving of the law of Moses uh, there's a very obscure verse in Exodus that says people from all over the world were there at the foot of the mountain not just the mm. the Jewish uh, uh, escapees from Egypt okay so so it's a it's a giving to the entire world but in this case the interpretation is now the law is written on your soul. It's written in your heart. It's internal. It's intrinsic now.
0: It's no longer on tablets. Right. It's not a written, written in
1: stone kind of thing or written in a book. Um, And, and it's also a reference to the story, the more ancient story of uh, in Genesis, the tower of Babel.
0: Okay. So that I was going to ask that question. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, and so in the tower of Babel, it's, you know, it's, it's actually really a, a very almost pagan sounding story uh the nations get together and they build this tower they all spoke one language and the and it says the gods get together mm. and and they have a discussion with themselves uh christians try to fix that plastic right. and say well it was the trinity talking to right, each other yeah yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. i love when they, they take yeah, the trinity into the
0: hebrew scriptures yeah you can't
1: do that that's that's intellectually wrong uh, uh i'm not a theologian but
0: but you know that, at least. Uh, yeah, I know enough.
1: <laughs> you can't do that. So you know, it's a borrowed story that was important to the Jewish people at that time, and and you know, right. and has taken on, I'm sure, multiple interpretations throughout the centuries. Uh, and so, but but in this case, yeah. So so the gods get uh not so happy. It's very much <laughs> like the Greek story of Prometheus, who stole fire from the oh, gods, and, okay, yeah, yeah. and then he gets punished.
0: Um, well, not only, I mean, the punishment, for those that don't know, is he gets his, yeah. his what is it, his liver ripped out I by a hawk so. every day? Yeah,
1: these birds, these harpies, I think, come and, Dude, and it grows back
0: overnight. Overnight, he gets, it's <laughs> over. And well, it's funny, too, because, so we've talked about art a Greek's lot on Got some podcast. stories. I don't know very much Greek or Roman mythology, but I know that. Story because it's amazing, beautiful painting at the phil Philadelphia. Uh, okay, the hawk looks so real, <laughs> and it's like it's actively pulling the liver out of the torso. Oh it is such a gruesome painting, but like, and it's two different artists. So this one artist is credited with it, and he was very good at um, painting of the body, and he had he had this other paint, famous painter come in and paint the hawk. Wow. And it's it's yeah you know, that's the problem
1: with artwork today it's so violent and so <laughs> uh, there's too much nudity in art yeah all he has on is a loin
0: too yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, you know if we could just get back to the time where <laughs> actually there's nudes there are nudes on cave walls in the stone age by the way <laughs> yeah of course of course what else are
0: you gonna paint yeah pornography oh. was the first thing. <laughs> technology when technology advances porn is the first industry to get in there (laughs) anyways back back to Babel. you
1: know it's the same with halloween people you know it's gotten so commercial people forgot you know about uh you know the exaltation of fear and satan and things Mm. like that we need to get back to the original (laughs) the original meaning make
0: put satan back (laughs) make halloween great again
1: exactly Forget about that candy. Anyway, so yeah, so the Tower of Babel. I'm sorry, I'm a little. We're we're uh, all over the place. I didn't this caffeinate morning. properly today, oh, and I over
0: caffeinated. So <laughs> we're good.
1: And so the gods scatter the human race and and to the four winds, and they and and the gift of language or the curse of language of un, being unable to communicate with each other anymore, and therefore be unified against the, the, the gods, the gods, so to speak. And so so Pentecost is is kind of a reversal of that. It's the it's the bringing together of all the nationalities, all the peoples, all the languages and 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 understanding between them. So that's that's the story and some interpretation. And and so charismatics and pentecostals in the Christian wing today believe that this is essential and Available and accessible mm-hmm. now, the giftings of the spirit, the fi- infilling of the spirit uh, of your life, the empowerment of the spirit—that this is something that's that's real and and ex- and can be experienced and should be experienced.
0: Do so. so that, that's interesting because you come from a Pentecostal background, yeah, and you still, on a certain level, I think you still feel connected to it. Is that? Yeah, I don't deny my experiences. Yeah. Uh,
1: maybe a few of them. Uh, what,
0: what, what, so what's your, your, feel like present day, whatever, April 2023, with this idea of those experiences still being, for other people, right? Like yeah. being possible to, they read this story in Acts, it seems like a far, f- far away thing, right? Yeah. Oh, that happened yeah. 2000 years ago. That's not for me. Yeah. But I, I feel like you would have a different...
1: Yeah, and you definitely have to read Acts is not you can't read uh, Acts uh, or even the Gospel of Luke as historical documents. Right, They're right, not. Right, right. So uh, you know, but yeah. So but but on the on the myth level, yeah, it's very important yeah. to me. I guess uh, you would, I would say my cosmology. I'm sure there's a, there are theologians somewhere who would, uh, in a Trinitarian sense, would say. The uh, the ancient times were the age of the Father, the creation and mm.
0: and uh, oh I see the, the formation of the people of Israel. Okay, so like the Hebrew scriptures, right? Okay, the age okay. of the Father, and yeah. then and then the age of
1: the Son, and now we're in the age of the Spirit. Uh, and so, so I kind of see it that way. Pentecost is the the giving of the spirit, the coming of the spirit in that, in that capacity, not that there wasn't a Holy spirit before. Right. Eternal, you know? Yeah, of course. And now, you know, uh, is, is, uh, I lost my train of thought there. Um,
0: well, so to bring it back though, I think we glossed over it at the beginning. So what happened at Pentecost is seen as the Holy spirit, Coming from heaven is that is that correct? Yes, and
1: birthing the church.
0: Okay, yeah, okay. that's
1: considered the the beginning of the the mystical body of Christ, not the institutional okay. churches that we see today. Right. So you've got to be able to, if you, if you're going to stay a Christian, I at least I feel this way that you you have to differentiate the mystical body of Christ mm. and and the institution.
0: Interesting. of church. Yeah.
1: Um, so. Or else you just can't, you know, because of our two thousand years of violence and and history of oppression yeah. of Christianity being in bed with empire, mm. uh, whether it's the British Empire or the Roman the Roman Empire or the American mm-hmm. uh, or the Russian Empire. Right now, the the church is completely the Russian uh, Orthodox, Orthodox Church uh, completely sold their soul to Putin, and uh, yeah, so right. So, yeah, so it's the birthing of a new, a new people that's beyond language, beyond race, beyond uh,
0: the, you know,
1: beyond uh, cultures and that kind of thing, beyond religions.
0: And and I guess that's a beautiful, I I don't know if I've ever really thought about this, but listening to you talk about it, but this, I know it gets, you know, this idea of uniting, coming together is always thrown around as kind of a goofy thing, but that's yeah. literally what happened that day, you know, and, and.
1: Um, yeah, and and that's the contrast with with the Tower of Babel story in Genesis. Which mm-hmm. By their own will, the human race is trying to get together, and they're singing hippie songs and come on, people, <laughs> let's get together. Right, right. And then and then it doesn't work. They get scattered. Uh-huh. So whereas this is a gift from from God, uh, unifying humanity and creating a new humanity out of out of out of. Uh, the, the 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 people's
0: well and, will, and so. kind of going you know the contrast that we can come together and sing and do hippie songs yeah and it's divinely guided right like
1: yeah you know, that's it's like I'm that's said. the ideal uh, yeah I I I think I think a people a group of people no matter how small or how big could get together and but, it, but in, it's still my opinion that the spirit has to manifest the gift of mm-hmm. community Yeah, there. The gift of, of... Same thing when you're alone. There are times when you're alone and you were just alone. But then there's other times where this gift of solitude seemed to be uh, granted to you, if you will. And I, I don't know, you know, there's problems with it being so random. Uh, I, I don't have an answer to that. So
0: Well, I think, I mean, I think the answer to that is that's just life. Yeah, there's a certain random and uh, the word that comes to mind is chaos. Yeah, it's it's not chaos, but the the randomness creates chaos, right? Yeah, yeah. If you can't, if you can't, if there's not a uh, system in place to, to, you can. I saw a really good quote Not everything that you reap, wait, sowing is planting, right?
1: Right, yeah.
0: So not everything you sow is reaped, but everything that you reaped at one point was sowed. Oh, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. so it's like you can plant all the seeds you want, but that doesn't mean all those seeds are gonna be. Yeah, come for others yeah. most of the time. So and um, but you have to do some of that cultivation to yeah. to allow the randomness or the chaos to to show itself. Anyways, one of the things um I'm not trying to shift gears too drastically, so hopefully it doesn't feel that way. But one of the things that I'm really interested, well, I'm always interested in with these conversations is you have your Catholic background and you have your Pentecostal background and, and sort of engaging in this uh, this feast day of Pentecost, right? This idea of Pentecost, the birthing of the mystical church and, and just sort of what you're um, just contrasting the two sort of the Catholic idea around it and then the the Pentecostal idea around it and and what you, what stuck out to you coming up, you know, having those two different backgrounds as a pastor.
1: Yeah. Being 16, 17 years old in the Catholic church and, you know, it was one feast day and they would just read that passage. Right. Um, I I have read, uh, there were times in, in, I guess in the medieval period uh, where they would drop uh, rose petals from the ceiling of the church during the mass, you know, to symbolize the the tongues of fire.
0: Oh, that's incredible. So so the
1: rose has become (laughs) kind of the symbol of that feast day. I've never even heard of that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's wild. So, but it was just, you know, so, and no offense to the Catholic Church it was just my experience. It just felt more like a museum piece.
0: Oh, uh, okay. You know, don't yeah, touch the exhibits. Right. Whereas look, but don't touch. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: got glass behind it, and it's got a, a nice uh, black-plated uh, plaque with yeah, white lettering. You, you know, you can read
0: that. <laughs> yeah, you can read
1: that, and you know, don't touch the glass. Don't touch the exhibits, and even then, sometimes the exhibits are replicas. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and So, <clears throat> and so it was treated more like that. Uh, and then when I was at Catholic school, um, we didn't have the classic, the, the the media projection of Catholic school with the nun beating you. Oh, right. Uh, so we never saw any nuns at our school. Uh, uh, this was the 80s. Uh, was it you know, all things priests
0: were... or was it not even? No, not. There were a couple of brothers. Right. Uh,
1: Christian brothers. Um, Or the, was their name of their order. Um, There were, there were maybe five of them, but most mm. of them were just, yeah.
0: Just, just teachers. Mostly retired not just, teachers. Not just teachers. Yeah. But you know what
1: I mean. Most of them were retired public school teachers uh, or uh, grad mm. students. Okay. You know, who are trying to make some money. Yeah. And so, but so they did invite this one nun, an elderly woman, and she gave us a talk on the experience of Pentecost that is for today. And, and it blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, that's incredible. Do you remember her
0: order? No, I, I, no, that's amazing. Yeah. So that you said you were in high school when that happened. Yeah. So, so talking about a planting very, a seed, that's yeah, planting yeah, a seed yeah. in my...
1: So I wanted to experience this yeah, firsthand.
0: Which, which if you went to the average Catholic nun or priest, they would kind of scoff at that idea, right?
1: Uh, they would tell you, you received that at confirmation, at the sacrament of confirmation.
0: At that moment. Yeah. But, but not outside of that. Right. Exactly. Okay.
1: okay. Uh, there are charismatic Catholics, lots of them, especially in the 60s and 70s. Uh, the movie Jesus Revolution failed to uh, point that out. <laughs> Is that the one that just came out recently? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. the birth of the Jesus People yeah, movement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pope, I believe it was the the Vatican II Pope, Pope Paul the Second. I could be wrong on that, know. but uh, he called for prayer for a new Pentecost to come to the Catholic Church, and by the mid to to late sixties. Uh, millions of Roman Catholics were speaking in tongues and having this, the charismatic experience, uh, bringing guitars into mass. <laughs> so there's something about speaking imagine. in tongues and you have to have a guitar. I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs>
0: that's amazing. You gotta have that guitar. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, that's the funny part Is It's so true. So
1: anyway, um, so that, yeah, so that was the, the difference. Uh, what was one was it's treated as a museum piece and sacramentalized, if that's even a word, uh, shut up in the sacrament. Right. And so you just, you know, receive your sacrament and shut up. Yeah. Uh, and the other is, is much more chaotic and messy, which is the charismatic and Pentecostal histories. Yeah, right. right yeah. Um, you
0: know,
1: people, you know, uh, yes, there are a lot of grifters in that. In that world. Of
0: course. Um, I mean, that's true in any world.
1: They seem to do it better. That's okay, what I'm trying okay, to say. Okay, okay, and okay, so when yeah, people yeah. are shocked that the Pentecostal evangelist uh, was having multiple affairs and stealing... Stealing money and you know that kind of thing. I'm like, why, why are you shocked at that? That's the tradition. That's actually the tradition. That's yeah, It's it's just a matter of time. The scandal's supposed to break. You It'll know? come. It's coming. So, instead
0: of what was it? Winners coming in Game of Thrones. Yeah, the scandal is coming. Yeah. And- <laughs>
1: so, I don't know. Um, so yeah. So so that's that's what it, and I wanted to experience it personally, and did. But I had to go. I had my mind had to be offended, so that my heart could be receptive. And so, Interesting. So I I ended up going to a church that we used to make fun of. Right. Uh like was st- it pop up pop well, up
0: by day? Yeah, churches pop up or on the corner churches. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're usually
1: in strip malls <laughs> or they're borrowing church buildings, and that's yeah, and that's they have no history. Yeah. I remember t- telling Dale Walker that. I was like, yeah, this church is only five years old. The Catholic Church is over two thousand years old because Peter's the first Pope. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and he had a great answer. He said, Yeah, that that's true, but we have a great future. Ooh. And I was like <laughs> <laughs> Score one and I was for all, Dale yeah, Walker. And I was all, well said. Well said. And so uh he was always saying things like that to me, so I could understand.
0: <laughs> Oh it's like a box of chocolates. David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um well I had well on the other side I've I've had similar experience with uh with an orthodox priest about the how important the history and w- which is also true the history and the absolutely, tradition yeah. is also true yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean And so it, it's just funny like whichever team you're on which you know which cell's point you got right, to bring right up, so
1: uh yeah and I, I would like I would also add uh you know on that day uh, you know in Acts chapter 2 uh in Peter's sermon the first pope
0: <laughs> 2000 years strong <laughs> yes.
1: you can know, imagine a a, a Galilean <laughs> Jewish fisherman is becomes a Roman a Roman pope uh Anyway. Well,
0: not even, I mean, not in a uh, Roman emperor uh, on a certain level. Yeah, they, like they basically became, became yeah,
1: the, the Roman Empire basically became the Holy Roman Empire. Right. Was, just, and the popes
0: acted as a, yeah. as like the, the top dog.
1: Yeah. And so, uh, and and they spent billions of dollars and effort, by the way, to prove this in the 1800s. They, they that Peter up. was buried in the Colosseum, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then by the time the modern period, hit, or the actual modern period, in the sense of uh, uh, the Machine Age, nineteen uh, hundreds,
0: they disproved it, right?
1: They they actually did. No, the, the the Catholic Church actually proved that that Peter is buried at the Colosseum, not the Colosseum, the, the Vatican. It was a Colosseum area area, and now it's the the Vatican uh, grounds. Uh, oh, that's so interesting, and so they have a hermetically sealed corridor that only like ten people a year can go and see these bones. The bones were lost for like thirty years. They're in a box in some cardinal's closet of course It's just a crazy story, yeah, 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 yeah. but because they don't have an interest in proving that as a mythology anymore, uh it's not important to them anymore yeah, to yeah, do yeah. that, and so it's just kind of funny how things. well, it's amazing how too, things work out like that. <laughs>
0: Now that you say that, I didn't realize this at the time, or I, I just learned this right now. When you go to the Vatican, it, it very much has these high walls, Colosseum-esque. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, this is weird that they have their own fortress within Rome. No, that was but the original. If yeah. yeah, if it's a Colosseum, then it, it all makes it Not the structural. Colosseum, right, 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 it's right, one right, right. of the arenas that they...
1: Yeah, were, yeah, yeah. For, sport, for blood sports, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Killing, killing <laughs> Which people. is funny that that's... On many levels, that it's not the Vatican. Yeah, we're very <laughs> with how much civilized. blood is spilled in that <laughs> throughout the Catholic Church. Anyways, anyway, so so yeah, so about yeah, his, yeah. His, his, so he uh, does
1: give. So he refers to uh, the prophetic uh, book, the Jewish prophet uh, uh, Joel, Joel, uh, and it's and it's a profound verse. It says, "In these last days, which which in Christian theology." the the in fact in in the gospel of John the death resurrection and then and then you can add on the ascension of Jesus uh, you know him
0: yeah, right, right, right dispersing
1: right. into everything uh, and the giving of the spirit are all the the ushering of the last days that's the last we are
0: in these last days mm. now that's uh, what he was saying in Acts 2 yes
1: and so he said in these last well he quotes the, this prophetic book and he says, uh, in these last days, I will pour out my spirit on everyone it says all flesh. So you could even anything that's, that's sentient and alive, uh, maybe, maybe even everything that's organic, Yeah. Uh, I will pour my spirit out on all flesh. That's a strange, Yeah. You know, all bodies, right. if you will. Uh, and your young, uh, men will, uh, prophesy and your, and your, uh, Old men and women will see, uh, will have dreams, will be given dreams. So this is the age of imagery, uh, imagination, dreams, visions, uh, creativity, and that kind of stuff. Not that that didn't exist before. I'm of just course, saying, right, right, right. It's an of empowerment course, of, course. of those things. What kind of human humanity can we have? Uh, you know. And so when you you so you look to science fiction authors and, and writers and they, they, uh, you know a lot a lot of them are dystopian futures, of right? course, right. But some of them are not. They're very optimistic, yeah. you know. And I, I don't know about you, but I would like to live in the uh, Star Trek future. I was going to say rather Star Trek than is the Matrix future. <laughs> yeah, it's considered
0: very optimistic, right? Yeah, I don't, exactly. I don't, I, I don't know enough about it, but I've I've heard people describe it that way.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so to envision a future of justice, to envision a future of equality, uh, to envision a future of uh, compassion, like on a large scale. Uh,
0: yeah, large scale being worldwide. Yeah, the entire world. Yeah.
1: Uh, is is, And then you begin to live it now. You begin to envision it and then you live it now. You pull the future into the present and begin to live that way in those values now. And that's the vision of Christianity or yeah. it should have been. <laughs> well, that, it, still can, it still can be. Well, it's Jesus's preaching of what the kingdom of God is
0: yeah. on and, earth, and on the, earth as it is in heaven. Yeah, I think and, that's the future you've like, you're saying of all the things you just described, compassion, yeah. passion, um, peace. Yeah. Uh, and, and the, the tough part, is then okay so that fall, that falls on my shoulders how can i live that even if it's just a little bit more than i lived it right if i'm a little bit more compassionate right today, if i'm a little bit more loving towards my enemy if i'm a little bit more yeah you know insert insert those things um
1: yeah, yeah. so that's and the spirit is the empowerment of that it gives you the courage to do that uh through dreams and visions and experiences uh, strange things, that kind of thing. They're strange to us anyway. Yeah.
0: Well, I think too. Um, so I guess I could just speak for myself, but when I'm trying to do a good deed, what I think is a good deed for my, well, let's not say it that way. When I think up and execute a good deed Oh, it's usually my ego guiding me in some way. Yeah, yeah. But when I bring God into right, when I bring prayer into it, when I bring meditation, contemplation, when I bring that into it, then it seems like quote unquote, out of nowhere, these intuitive thoughts will pop up. Yeah. Right. And it's like it's a good deed. But it wasn't because I like planned it out in my head, no, just no. like, hey, do X, Y, and Z. You know, even if it's simply something simple like, hey, call this person you haven't talked to in a long time. Right. And I, I follow that intuition. You know, I, this happened recently. I called someone and I just was thinking about him. And I was like, oh, I should call him. I haven't talked to him in probably five or six months. And he was struggling with something. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, I don't want to say dumb luck, but it was like guided. In some yeah. Way. Yeah. And that's We're, the claim. Whereas it wasn't like I was like, oh, I know this person is struggling with something, so I'll, you know, yeah. I'll go reach out to them and be friendly and blah, blah, blah. Um,
1: no, that's like what the Apostle Paul wrote later, you know, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that the Spirit has already planned in advance for us. Wow. So these, uh, you know, and, and when I was more Pentecostal, our our nomenclature in our group was, uh, these are divine appointments ready for you, you know. Okay. Uh, but you can get really obnoxious about that. You be really right, 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 sure right, right. about it, which I'm sure, which I was, uh, and you've met, you know, we've all met people and we've been those people who have to let you know what good things they're doing. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, and, I, and I've seen them on both, you know, more conservative and I've seen liberal as well. So it has nothing to do with your, your personality or your leanings. <laughs> They got to let you know, you know, they put it on social media that they went to the soup kitchen It's like, wow, real classy. Dude, I had
0: an experience like that recently where someone was telling, literally telling a story about how they did this good deed. And, but they were, they were doing it so people wouldn't know. And so (laughs) she, they then told about how good they were for not telling the person in the car that they were with, that they had done it. But then, that's the human many,
1: condition, isn't it? It's like,
0: it's like, I don't know if you listen, you're listening to this. but I'm sure I've done it too. That's why. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. It's a human sure, thing. Yeah. I'm sure I've done it too. So it's like, it's, it's not, you know, for me, it's not a judgment thing. It's just like you said, that human condition thing. Yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought with, uh, oh, I, I was just saying, thinking too that, like, uh, that divine appointment makes me think of the, uh, the Blues Brothers were on a mission from God. Oh, <laughs> they kept yeah, going yeah. around telling on a people that. From God. <laughs> so I think they're, you know, they're saying, you know, they're saying it in jest, but people, there are people. Oh that yeah, go yeah, absolutely. Earnestly.
1: Well, yeah, when you have a, an empowering experience of the Spirit, uh, yeah, you can, you can, uh, all your neuroses will come uh. to the surface, and so. Uh, and the ego will try to take it over, yeah, 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 and and often does for a long period of time. And some people build entire lives and ministries yeah. off of that ego thing, and, yeah. Uh,
0: which once again is a human condition, yeah. And who am
1: I to you know, they, and so yeah, there, yeah. So there is that, but that voice of the spirit is usually your intuition,
0: um, which you have to exercise, yeah. And you
1: need community around you yeah. to tell you you're full of shit. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. And so uh that's that's kind of how it it's it's multifaceted. Yeah.
0: To say the least. <laughs> it's complicated. To say the least for sure. Uh, so
1: would that it were so
0: simple. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of going back so coming full circle to this, you know, this nun comes to your high school and tells you about, you know, Pentecostal Holy Spirit yeah. is for for the here and now and, and um how do you interpret that today for yourself? How, you know, how is the Holy spirit? How is the Pentecost or how, you know, why is Pentecost still relevant? You know, obviously you and I are talking about it, Yeah. you know, and some people could say, Oh, you're just doing the, um, museum like recap of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, you know, a shift in this conversation is like, okay, so how is it, because I don't know I I'm actually interested to hear your your thoughts on it like how is that the here and now and and relevant to someone like myself today that feels like they're on this spiritual path yeah feels like the holy spirit is relevant I I really that's something over the last probably 2 years I've brought into my prayers of like I feel like I've prayed to like this idea of Father God and, and Son Jesus mm-hmm. um, and kind of have left off that third leg of the Holy Spirit and then have tried to correct that of like, no, I think that is a powerful part for me, my spiritual yeah. walk. Um, so I'm just interested like your perspective of, of how it's relevant. I, that's not the right word, but just the relevancy of of 2023 with this th- these ideas that we're, we're talking yeah. about.
1: No, I guess the best way to describe it is that it, or a metaphor to use, was that it put a a wildfire shut up inside my body, inside of my heart, and that has never, it, it may not be a, you know, with maturity and that and age and right. experience, uh, but in the center, uh, that, that uh, fire is still giving heat. Oh, wow. Uh, today. So from 17 to... 54 you know it's it's still there so it's a powerful thing to i don't know get up early in the morning and you know and go to your backyard or whatever or or just your room and to lift your hands up and and just have a receptive pose and, and say come holy spirit uh you know we used to think that the john wimber came up with that and he stole it from Lonnie Frisbee, the hippie who was in, <laughs> in that cause, movie. Because that's mentions. what he did. He said, Come, Holy Spirit. But that, that's a prayer in the Latin, Vinnie Espiritu Santo. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's, it's, so it's you know. It's always borrowed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Borrowed from
0: one person to the other.
1: And so, uh, so, yeah, it's a powerful thing to give yourself an expression like that. And so, uh, it, so it definitely freed up my personality, it changed my personality. Um, and again, there was a lot of obnoxious elements, of course, because right. my person that's what growing up and, you know, becoming a person, and I'm still a jackass, don't get me wrong. Uh, but it's... it's, it's that's it's, why uh, you and I get along so <laughs> <yeah>. well. <laughs> uh, I think we all have nervous energy in us and different kinds of energies within mm. us that we don't know how to to express them. And, and uh, the speaking in tongues gift as Paul describes it in Romans 12, uh, is very, has been very applicable for me. So it's not like in a meeting where we have a meeting and I'll yell in tongues. Right. Uh, and then someone interprets it. That's not the kind, that's not the gift we're talking about. Talking about an inner, an inner experience, an inner prayer language, uh, if you will. And it's a controversial subject amongst, uh, the, 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 the Bible centric kind of people, uh, but they get offended at everything anyway. Right, so, I was gonna say, yeah, not, it's not Bud Light offends not, them, it's and it's not the thing. taste of Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that should offend right. you. They right, call yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. they call that beer. <laughs> uh, but no, that's not what it is. No, it's
0: know, the so. the campaign. Yeah, so they're always attention. looking to be
1: outraged, always looking yeah. to be manipulated. So anyway. Uh, but Romans 12 says, we don't know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit grants an utterance that's beyond words with groans and utterances. And so uh, it's a very powerful thing. And then he also says that, um, that it's the Holy Spirit, the work, the, the, the engagement of the Spirit, the, the experience of the Holy Spirit that, that manifests the love of God abroad in your own heart and the heart of a community. And so we're always in need of, of that experience, right? right? And so uh, reading, reading a, a a book will not open up the heart to a greater compassion and greater love. So it's the experience of the spirit that does that, which is also the connection between us all. That's, yeah. that's the spirit, you know.
0: Well, that's, you know, um, in, my, in my estimation, that's, that's the power of prayer. Yeah. When you're praying, it's rippling out yeah. to to those you encounter, to those you may never encounter, right? Like it's just sort of rippling out throughout yeah. the throughout the world and, and even the universe. Um
1: yeah, there's there's uh yeah quantum entanglement and that kind of stuff. So it's happening on a physical level. Yeah. Uh some strange stuff, you yeah. know.
0: So um shoot, I had I had Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> so, um,
1: yeah, I'm lost. Well, uh, I could add. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in the text, the spirit's work is also seems to be the breaking down of barriers. So so there's the language barrier. Yeah. But there there was there were cultural and racial barriers uh, that were right. allowed. Uh, so so that becomes a theme in the book of Acts. So there's there's this guy named Cornelius, who was uh not Jewish, uh Gentile, a goyim, outsider. <laughs> one of, one of pagan, us one of us. <laughs> uh, me, me and you. <laughs> and so, but it said that he feared God and would pray. And so Peter has a dream that uh, actually wasn't a dream. It was a trance. He's on okay. the rooftop meditating, it said praying. And he has this trance. He goes into a trance like state and sees a vision of a sheet coming down from heaven with all these unclean animals, unclean food uh, that Jews are not supposed to, right. to eat. You know, the dietary right. restrictions, and right. all that. And then he hears the voice of God in the trance vision say, uh, eat, eat this. And he's like, you know, I'm a good Jew. I don't do that. I can't so, do that. Yeah, so here's God who's told, who's instructed them through the, uh, their culture and their religious law, the, the Torah, to not eat these things. And now here's the spirit in a dream saying, eat
0: this. Oh, so, so, so it's so that it, barrier. So it busts you into the next uh, the
1: next level. And in this case... It it was it's pretty profound that vision. So that's when they knock on the door and they tell him, "Hey, this guy Cornelius wants to talk to you." Uh, just by and so he goes to the guy's house, which again is is a breaking down of a barrier, and and then the spirit falls on. There's a Pentecost there. They call it the Gentile Pentecost. Mm. Uh, so it's a very profound thing. And so so that became a major controversy in that first church which is uh is this just for the jewish people this empowerment of the spirit or is it for the entire is planet it really is funny. it for the, and that's why paul is so controversial because he he became a sent one an apostle to the to the outsiders that kind of thing and so if it did, it did that then then it does that now yeah. and and it's a very a new uh very very interesting that uh Again, this Jesus Revolution movie, this young man, Lonnie Frisbee, was, was uh, uh, his, his orientation was homosexual. Right. And here's God, the Spirit, using him in such a powerful way. Now you could just move. So, well, so but the, in the
0: movie, they quote unquote clean that up, they right? They
1: completely sanitize it. Yeah. Uh, John Wimber's book, Power of Evangelism, takes his name out and says, just the young man, uh, that, that kind of thing. And so again, you see it still playing out today, yeah. uh, in that sense. And so, uh, you know, and I'm not of the proponent of saying, uh, well, because this is how they use it. Well, God will use flawed human beings. Well, yeah, He's using you and I. <laughs> yeah, but we're, you're you're we're, you're we're part of that. Yeah, you're differentiating their quote unquote flawness. <laughs> you know, orientation is not a flaw. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> of course, I'd like to be on record saying that that orientation, sexual orientation, is not a flaw. Uh, and that right. kind of thing. It's so, just who you are. Yeah, exactly. So
0: to sanitize it is so. To in my per, in my opinion, it's so silly. Yeah, to sanitize that for yeah, it's, it's it's for someone that is so close-minded to homosexuality. If they knew the real story, yeah, about this homosexual man coming in and, and doing these amazing things, yeah. that's gonna open their mind. Even if it's just half a percent.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had conversations with people that that messed them up.
0: That he was a homosexual. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs>
1: was just like, how do I deal with this? Which was right where he
0: needed to be. Right? Exactly. You yeah. got to be asking the question.
1: And so my point is, is that in Acts, there were definitely those in the original Jewish group who had who had maybe have been in the upper room who said, you know, that Cornelius, you know, God will use flawed people, oh. even though he's even though he's Greek, even though he's not Jewish. Uh, he, God can use them too, you know. Even but just
0: the, not around us.
1: But didn't see the point that being Greek is not evil, right, right. is not being flawed. Your nationality, uh, not nationality, but your your ethnicity is not a flaw. Right. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah. And they did the same with with William Seymour, a black man, uh, in in the early Pentecostal movement in Los Angeles. Same oh, we, thing. Yeah, we talked. Yeah. yeah, we
0: talked about so, him.
1: So that's what I'm trying to say. The yeah, spirit yeah, yeah. is the one that breaks down these kinds of barriers between humans uh, and um, and is still continuing that work is what I'm trying to say.
0: Well, the sad part it, is... so much
1: more than just trinkets of speaking in tongues and parlor tricks of trying yeah. to get people healed and that kind of thing, which is what he's been reduced to, the spirit. She's been reduced to. Sophia is her name. Wh-
0: which... So this is the really sad part that comes to mind for me as we're having this conversation is if you were to do like a person on the street thing and go up and say, do you think Christianity creates barriers Yeah. or knocks down barriers? Yeah, exactly. I would say 90% of the people, just randomly, that you're picking would say creates barriers.
1: And I would say... 80% of those 90 would say those barriers need to be there. They would would actually... They would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. They'd say, yeah, yeah, we need to, yeah. You know. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Women need to know their place. (laughs) They would. And I don't, you know, I'm not just trying to be cynical. I think it's realistic. And and so the work still needs to be done. There's so much work to be done. Martin Luther King Jr., and you've heard me say it before, but his vision is, in my opinion, the... Everyone loves the, I have a dream speech. And they, and again, they museumize him, of right? Of course, yeah, yeah. Keep him in it's history. Safe, it's
0: san- but his, Well, even the uh, Lonnie Freeman, is that? Frisbee. Frisbee. <laughs> Just the words that name come from. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, sanitizing him. Right. MLKs that to the 10th degree. Yeah, they try to
1: make him safe. Yeah, and yeah, that kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. But, but the, one of the most profound visions that was completely unrealized that he had uh, was, was the formation of the beloved community. And just that name alone, if you just meditated on what that might mean, what is the beloved community?
0: Right,
1: uh, and that's the name of you know his, the foundation now. Right, 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 so that right. you know there are people that get this, there are people that are I working understand. for this. Right. Yeah. It's it's so much more beyond just political stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, it's it's the breaking down of those barriers. So yeah. anyway, well, and, I, I and that's think, what the spirit does: creates community.
0: Well, and I think for me. Or I don't think I, I'm I know I'm engaged in it right this second, but th- the inspiration that has come from me from this conversation, um, and I don't usually feel this way, like I feel very charged up in a like a really positive way. But to sort of recap of like this idea you mentioned earlier of like you see the future, right? Yeah. Okay, see, what what little thing can I do today to embody that envisioned future? Exactly and i don't have to do it alone there's this holy spirit um or my the my favorite way that i learned it uh fucking um Taze, heigelgeist that that's a that's the german <laughs> that's how you say holy holy ghost really <laughs> yeah heigelgeist heigelgeist it's the best <laughs>
1: You we were like, singing it? That so sounds like, like a, a type of beer some monks <laughs> yeah, would brew yeah, up. Heideggast. Exactly. Lagger. Oh. Ask for ask your grocer for
0: it. <laughs> but I don't have to do this in like I don't have to envision the future on my own. I don't have to embody it on my own. I just bring in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Into you know, and, and like you're saying, like direct me, direct my thoughts, direct my actions. Yeah.
1: And a dream will come to you, a vision will come to yeah, you. Yeah, it and will.
0: These barriers will break down. And not of my own doing, right? Yeah. Like it's not like it'll be something like I can pat myself on the back in an ego move. I might do that because I'm human, but yeah. at the end of the day, um, it won't be because of me, myself, and I, right? Yeah. It'll be it'll be this bigger, bigger thing, this appointed thing, like you mentioned yeah, from yeah. the scriptures earlier. Um, and w- like, what a beautiful, like, what a beautiful thing to think about and like meditate on and, and just like be with. Yeah. You got me all hyped up, dude. Yeah, it's
1: powerful stuff. <laughs> the Spirit is amazing. And you should ask. You should always ask, fill me, Holy Spirit. And that that's an amazing thing, too, the dwelling of God uh, on, on the earth. Uh, so, you know, in in the Jewish tradition, you had the tabernacle of Moses, where this, what they call the glory of God, was uh, decided to be... Uh, what's the I don't even know encapsulated mm. inside this m- mobile tabernacle, and then it becomes the tabernacle of David, uh, which was an uh, is also an amazing thing. And again, the in Acts the the elder James uh, when they're trying to, they they have a a conference. The Holy Spirit always causes councils to to come together. <laughs> there you go. Always we have to have a meeting. We have to get together and figure this out. Get everyone out. together. Always, throughout church history. So in, in Acts, there's the, the Council of Jerusalem, which was to decide, is the Holy Spirit for these outsiders, these non-Jewish, oh,
0: Gentile, right, right, right.
1: uncircumcised Gentiles? Uh, is it for them? These you know, unclean folk. Who, yeah, they're unclean. They eat bad food. Uh, and, and is it for them? And James the Elder says, no, this is the fulfillment of the tabernacle of David. Uh, which was this glory of god is in the middle of it and and but it's open and there were uh, priests surrounding it 24 hours a day singing and dancing in shifts wow that's that's the understanding and so and then and then it turns in you know the temple of solomon gets built and and then
0: you know uh, oh that's you I guess we missed our noon prayer. I (laughs) forgot about that. That was our, that was our. I apologize. (laughs) Our centering prayer right there. Oh.
1: So, so yeah. So the giving of the spirit now, the human race becomes the temple where God dwells. Uh, And you've heard me say this. uh, Augustine said that there's a, you know, there's a restlessness in us and he made it, you know, personal. There's a restlessness in me until that will always be there until I rest in God. And then I would add to it and say, there's a restlessness in the divine eternal heart of God that will not rest until it rests in the human race mm. and in the cosmos in a, in a profound ever deepening way. And that's a personal experience as well. Cause you're a microcosm of the macro.
0: Um, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. Uh, we're coming up on time. I would like to, usually you're the one reading the cool quote at the end of the show. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, got, nothing. I, I got something, but okay. did you, did you want to add anything before? No, nah, we good, wrap, yeah. you feel good. So I was, I read it last night. So you, you already know what it is, but I was very moved oh, okay. by this two days ago, sitting in the hospital room. And I, I think, I don't think it, it it really encapsulates what we're talking about embodies what we're talking about right now. And, um, it's, this is a quote by David Morse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's very male-oriented too. I wrote it a long time ago. <laughs>
0: um, Maybe you could
1: change it to humankind. Okay. Sort of mankind.
0: <laughs> Yet the very nature of God is relational with, or let me start that over. Yet the very nature of God is relational and humans were created to have companionship and divine friendship with God. Every Christian would agree that every person is created by God in love and in God's image. Contemplation opens the door to receiving and remaining in this love.
1: Well, there we are.
0: There we are. And, and I think that love is the Holy Spirit. Yeah.
1: It's the actualized it's, love between the Father and Son. It becomes a motherly spirit.
0: Um, I fucking love you, dude.
1: Love you too, man.
0: I appreciate you, man. <laughs> uh, this conversation has got me like flying high right now in This in, in the spiritual realm here on earth. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, thank you, Mr. Morrison. Thank you, sir. For another conversation um, that what you hear in the background is Monk Drums, Jacob Nedia. Check that out. Uh, thank you to uh, Danny West does all the editing and sound engineering Uh, check out theruin.com check out Um, drcrpod.com dreamwalkerway.com is a place to pick up uh, David's book that quote that I just read might be coming out in an upcoming book we're hoping to publish later this year Um, so stay tuned for that Um, also kindle if you have a kindle and you're on the amazon store uh, desolate beauty uh, please, please uh, check that out and download. Uh, that's David's book. Uh, is there anything else I'm forgetting? Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. All right. We appreciate y'all. And, uh, we will be back next week.